for the lineups here. It is Andre Vasilevsky, the big cat and goal. It's 100th career playoff game for Vass, and it's been a quick time to get to that. And Darcy Kemper on the other side with his 30th career playoff game. Darcy Kemper only had to make 20 saves in game one, but it wasn't like he wasn't very good on the other side of it. It was just a couple of superhuman efforts that put them into that point that Kemper got a couple goals scored on him. So that says a lot about Colorado and their offense and defense and the way that everything settled. So we're going to get set for puck drop here as Anthony Sorelli tries to find this thing in between a crowd. There was just a crowd of Cerulean and Maroon and the white jerseys here for the Lightning. So the Colorado Avalanche, when they get this thing, they're going to be attacking right to left in the Cerulean and Maroon and then left to right for the Tampa Bay Lightning in the white shirts and the blue pants with the bolt and brazen in the middle. Anthony Sorelli being worked over there a little bit by Kale McCarr. And Nathan McKinnon is going to join in as this goes in toward the blue line. Picked up now toward the red, Alex Kalorn centered this across. Sorelli on the forehand trying to hold off. And now... This has to go back to Jan Ruda with Chernak. As you got Pogosian and Chernak out there right now as they would spin around. It was turned over. Landis Scott got a piece of it. Kaloran thought he might have got high-sticked. And this was picked up now. But in behind the net, Vasilevsky had to make a huge save. Slap shot in from the point. Got blocked as Koffer trying to get on this now. Leave this across the blue line as there was some changes. I think there might be an offside entry here as there was... Uh, a little bit of crunch there between McDonough and one of the Colorado Avalanche that come together, but Vasilevsky already tested here early, and he's made a first big save. So let me get my box score in here on the ESPN side as well and get that all set up. Everything else should be good to go on both sides here right now. So we're going to go to this NHL box score. Get this all set up here, so that way we'll be all good. So we're just a minute in, and right now McDonough is already going to the box for roughing. So this is going to put Colorado early on its first power play of the game. And this is not what Tampa Bay would want here. Ryan McDonough, two minutes for roughing, JT Coffer. So the Avalanche have been excellent, 15 of 48 throughout the playoffs, well over 32%. Try to get set up here for McCarr to Rantanen, and the shot from the blue line gets held there by the big cat. We're going to do this again. A minute 48 left to go on the Colorado power play. Two shots to nothing in favor of the Avs already. As we're really just underway in Ball Arena, John on here with you for Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals between the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Colorado's just three wins away from hoisting the Stanley Cup, and Tampa Bay is trying to go back to back to back. Nick Paul lost the draw, but it was found in between the skates and blades and cleared down the ice. Darcy Kemper will not touch. Kel McCarr is going to go back instead and set this up and leave this here with Nathan McKinnon. Nice skate through for McKinnon. Shot on goal, and it goes wide to the left side of the dot. Set up here for McCarr in the high slot here for Rantanen. McCarr now. He's looking for McKinnon. Gives it to Rantanen. Slap shot instead for McCarr. That one goes wide, but it's corralled here by Nathan McKinnon. Picked up by the captain, Gabriel Landeskog. Kamiko Rantanen, and now Landeskog in behind the cage. Rantanen, near the right dot. Good active stick there by Cirelli. Knocks that one away. Puts it down the ice. 49 for 60 is Tampa Bay in the penalty kill during the playoffs. That's about 82%, which is pretty good. Belmar with a series of active sticks, but Kel McCarr keeping his poise. And behind, he's going to leave it here for Michuskin. Going to try to skate through three different players. 
And now here's a chance for Burakovsky. This one's backhanded to the left dot. Rattled, rattled in by Byram. And this is played down across the red line and chipped down the ice. Darcy Kemper has it now. And Colorado's defense is going to get set up here with Devin Tays and Bowen Byram on the second line power play. Now left here for Burakovsky. Burakovsky trying to go one on three. He gains the entry. Nachuskin to Burakovsky. Bowen Byram now near the left dot. This goes back to Newhook. Play toward the right dot. Colorado still has this thing now in behind the cage. Back around. Oh, in front of the score! Logan O'Connor gets a one nothing lead for the Colorado Avalanche. Just poise, puck movement, and expertise. And the Avs strike first here in game two. And maybe Ryan McDonough is going to be feeling himself a little bit in terms of taking a bad penalty early as the Avs get first blood here in game two. That was just excellent points by the Avs all the way across between Newhook, O'Connor. They're working their way in between the net. That was Burakoski right on the tape there. O'Connor finished it off. One nothing abs. And again, good poise all the way around between the blue line and behind the net, between the face-off circles. Any way you like it, Colorado had complete control of that puck, complete control and poise on that power play as Nachuskin gets his seventh of the playoffs. That was from Burakoski and Newhook. I'm sorry, I said O'Connor there. So Burakoski and Newhook from Nachuskin. I know O'Connor was on a piece of that. He must have been near the left dot. So this was picked up in here, and then bam, right in front of the net, the Chewskin finishes this one off. So one nothing abs as we're very early in here. Again, a power play goal, 16.56. Ryan McDonough was the guilty party as I'm getting the Sportsnet feed, and he's looking pretty furious with himself, as he should be. The captain gets crunched there with Gabriel Landeskog as this gets chipped back down the ice with Steven Stamkos. The Avs are 7-1 and one in the 2022 playoffs when scoring the first goal. Landeskog has to chip this one in again as Tampa Bay was all over crowding that blue line, but Hedman gets crunched. Kel McCarr emerges with it in behind the left side red line. Pass out in front of the slot. He's going to get to this one in the high slot now. Going to leave it here for McKinnon. Shot goes right on. The first one stopped by Vasilevsky. And the second one goes up and out of play. So Colorado with a very good start in this game. Just 16-21 in as the pom-poms are waving at Ball Arena. Hedman got tripped up a little bit. Maybe even by his own man. Kel McCarr needed that left side red line. Tried to feed it off the skate of Gabriel Landeskog. As Nachuskin was also dropped down. Landeskog with a couple of shots. Vasilevsky made the first save. The second one went up and out of play. But it's going to be an offensive zone draw here. JT Comfort going to try to take this one and win it. But it's won here by the Lightning. Braden Point having some issues here. Now picked up behind Comfort. He's in the high slot looking for a deflection. And that goes wide. Manson. Settles this one back down as it's picked up by Zach Bogosian and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Bogosian now to Mikhail Sergachev. Mikhail Sergachev starting to put a few goals together here for Tampa Bay, and they need one. As a dual hit there, it takes Johnson off the puck, but here comes Colorado. Off the chance of Ranton and off the backhand, and what a move in between two Lightning be able to get that one off. But Tampa has to chip this one down the ice. Manson will be the first to get to it now. He's going to calmly play this one to his other defensive partner. Plays nicely across the red line. Helm 
with a shot, and it goes up and on a play. 15-29 left to go in the first period. John on here with you for game two of the Stanley Cup Finals here at Ball Arena. 5-0 on the shot board advantage in favor of the Abs. And 1-0 on the goal sheet. So as we look at it right now, they always show the Terminator eyes on the Sportsnet feed of Andre Vasilevsky. And there is a lot to do right now if you're Tampa. Again, you might just want to be able to weather the storm here within the first maybe six or seven minutes. But Colorado has shown, especially in that first period, to come up with a sense of ferocity that they had. They had three in the first of game one. And it could have been more if not for a couple of posts. Belmar lost it into the red line, and here come the Avalanche again as they're going to rattle this one around the kick plate to Andre Vasilevsky. Turned over, try to get chipped out here by the Lightning as this goes down the ice. Picked up now by Johnson. Johnson now in behind the cage, or Darcy Camper looking to break out. Nice outlet pass here. Nico Sturm on the fourth line nowadays. That backhand help there for Colorado Avalanche is one of the backhand centermen there. At this point, again, usually the fourth line would be a checking line, but not at this point. It's all speed and defense here for the Avalanche to supplement everything that they already do on their defensive side, not to mention all of their other forwards that can go out there and play a high style of game between offense and defense, no problem. All four, all four lines can do it. Vasilevsky tried to hit this off the kick plate. This goes back to Steven Stamkos to Nikita Kucherov. And set up now for Ruda. Picked up now by Kucherov. The Russian superstar is money during the playoffs. Try to center one out in front for Stamkos. Good active stick check there by the Colorado defense to knock that one away. 14 minutes left to go in this first period. Again, one nothing Avalanche. 4 nothing on the shot board, although I feel like it should be more. Another hit against Stamkos as Colorado is kind of doing a little bit of everything right now. Anthony Sorelli trying to make something happen in the offensive end as this finds Alex Kalorn. Shot gets stopped there by Darcy Kemper near the high slot. He stops with the left pad as Byram will get this one down. Brandon Hagel trying to be the one to knock him off the puck as Logan O'Connor got sandwiched as this went back to Bowen Byram. Picked up now by Helm. Trying to skate in between three players. And now Bo and Byram will come all the way back in his own end and settle this one down. And again, the Avalanche are doing all this stuff here without Nazem Kadri as well. You'd think he'd be one of the best second-line centers that you can have. That speaks to the depth of the Colorado Avalanche and everything good that Joe Sackick has done. They've been the Vegas favorite over the last two years. It's time for them to... Uh, pay the roost here and finish it off but again it's as difficult as it could be trying to go for a back to back to back on the other side Nick Paul tried to put this one off the backhand now this goes near the left side red line and Colorado can escape with it as it's turned over Ruda has it for Hedman Hedman now sets it up now Braden Point getting across that red line he got double teamed a little bit. They had to rattle this around the kick plate here. Nick Paul will be the lone four checker, but Devin Taze will beat him to the puck, and then Point got hit off the Point trying to bounce in there with Kel McCarr, and nothing doing there as Devin Taze was able to emerge from the safety of his own end. Burakowski, and it's offsides. 12-31 left to go in the first period. John Hunter with you for game two of the Stanley Cup final. Colorado on the board first. Val Nachuskin makes it. One nothing. So back into the official action right now as this goes in behind the cage of 
Darcy Kemper. Tampa trying to get on this thing with Palat. Maroon. Corey Perry, Belmar. Fourth line's out there right now for John Cooper's squad. And Andrew Cogliano has just checked in. Cogliano scores! They tried maybe to throw that cross pass over. Vasilevsky might have been expecting it. And Colorado just instead took the shot. It beat the big cat clean. And it's 2-0 Avalanche. Manson with his third career playoff goal. What an acquisition he's been from the Anaheim Ducks. It was Manson and Cogliano on a two-on-one. Manson said, I'll take this. He went all the way near the right uh, dot. He sniped it left in the high top corner, top cheddar there. And again, Cogliano was the trailer. Maybe that pass could have got across, but I thought it was a good shot dive there. But Tampa to try to block anything on the two-on-one. But Manson makes Tampa Bay pay again. On an odd man rush. Two. Nothing avalanche. They have it in the zone again. Makar with a shot. It goes off the stick of Vasilevsky. And up and out of play. So what a start again here for the Colorado Avalanche. And I can't say I haven't seen this before from Andre Vasilevsky. And look, it's not one of these things for me to say that he's going to be pulled or there's a timeout needed. Again, this guy's played Every single minute up to the last two playoffs, and again, even in a four-game sweep, Vasilevsky would be in the pipes all the way through. I wouldn't doubt that. But it's one of those ones. Sportsnet showing one win in the last four road games, outscored 14-10. And again, the Rangers and the Avalanche have been feeding them their lunch. So far, we've got a long way to go here in Game 2, and it's already 2 nothing. But one of those situations where... Toronto had that same kind of book. I know, again, it's the first round series, but it was game six, game seven closeout that could have been done there for the Maple Leafs. They could not get it done. Cogliano knew who would get the assist there with the Manson goal. Nathan McKinnon off the left side, but Vasilevsky was pretty rough in that series. He was a sub 900 save percentage. And now I think we have another penalty going against the Tampa Bay Lightning. This might be Mikhail Sergachev. For delay of games, so everything being discombobulated here for the Lightning, it is indeed Mikhail Sergachev going into the box. But to go back to that beginning point, we've seen the book on beating Vasilevsky on that high stick or high glove side. That's most times where he's been beaten. He was beaten there again. And the high-octane-powered offense that can be brought to you by the Maple Leafs, and certainly now the Colorado Avalanche, you're seeing some of that pay off. And now this is a huge opportunity for the Avalanche to take a 3-0 lead. So a faceoff was one, Ranton and got his shot blocked. And this goes across the red line and cleared down the ice. So Darcy Kemper, for all intents and purposes, after having the entire series off in the sweep against the Edmonton Oilers, having to go through several head injuries, you're talking about having a couple leads. This has got an offside entry again here for the Avs, and they're going to do this one in the neutral zone. With a minute 41 left to go on the power play, he's had a lot of rest. He's had the luxury of having the lead. Again, Darcy Kemper only had to make 20 saves in Game 1. And again, if it wasn't for some superhuman efforts there from Nick Paul and Nikita Kucherov in the double post and in for Mikhail Sergachev on that third goal, you really could probably say maybe only one of those goals is on Kemper, if maybe not any. So he was good enough. He, had, he was decent enough. And the offense and defense and everything else was good around him, as it's always been. So if that recipe for success holds, Colorado's going to be in good shape. Gabe Landeskog 
Now in toward the left side red line. They're going to center this one back up with McCarr in the high slot. Slap shot McKinnon trying to get tipped out of the air by Landeskog. And it went back to McCarr on the high slot. Tried to pass this one to Arturi Lekkinen in between the traffic of Tampa Bay. And this one goes down the ice. Kemper doesn't know where it is momentarily. But he's got it now with the stick. And he's going to leave it for Devin Tays. This Colorado is going to look to try to break out of their own end. Burakowski. Gets the entry, leaves us here nicely with Taze. A shot right on, goes up and on a play. That'll be seven shots on goal here for the Avalanche as it went off of Vasilevsky. 53 seconds left to go in the second power play already. And off that redirection there, Gabe Landeskog almost made it 3 nothing to the dismay of the ball arena crowd as it just went off the stick. This would have already been a situation again. Tampa Bay was in this one early here in game one where they had a, a really good second period to tie it at three. But where they were in this one early where they were taking a few haymakers and they have to just seem to be able to hold on here. Cannot take any more penalties. We talked about that between the preview show before game one even began on Tuesday when game one was Wednesday. And we said, you got to be able to stay out of the box if you're going to be able to play against Colorado. But it's easier said than done when you have to skate and chase around uh, Kel McCarr and Nathan McKinnon. Burakowski finds a way to get an entry once again between the three lightnings. So some of these entries a little too easy here. Byram looking for the deflection. That got blocked out in front by Sorelli. But now this is near the high slot, near the left dot. Colorado patient with it with Devin Tays. Devin Tays now to Bowen Byram. Byram thought about the shot. He's going to hold it near the right dot and play it back to Tays. Now Byram, touch pass. Uh, One-timer gets blocked out in front, falls back to Bowen Byram. Taze can't keep it in the zone. I don't think it matters too much, though, for Colorado in the sense of that puck movement was really good, and they've got some shots, and they almost had a near goal there. Despite not having any shots in the power play, those were just some near misses to the big cat. 9-10 left to go in the first as we're over the halfway mark and an offside entry by the Avalanche. I'm going to put this one back into the neutral zone. 9-10. <clears throat> Left to go in the first, Colorado, already up 2-0. John on here with you on Ball Arena for Game 2. When we come back, we're going to call more of the first period action in a moment. So we're going to get back into the official action here. i got the Sportsnet feed. I know some of you guys will have the ESPN thing. So if, I, if I'm missing something, you can relay that to me on both sides. But we got nine minutes left to go here in this first period. It's 2-0 advantage here for the Avalanche. Victor Hedman trying to hold off the backhand as this is picked up by Nikita Kucherov, and we'll see if Tampa can try to break something out of their own end. Again, Braden Point, this is just his second game back since missing from Game 7 of the first round against the Toronto Maple Leafs. This falls back to Hedman. Nice outlet pass. Sorelli with a long shot gets stopped there by the stick of Kemper. That was Nick Paul. 89 miles an hour on that shot. As this goes back in between Chernak and Bogosian as they're out there. Now Nikita Kucherov. Chernak. Try to get a screen on from Pagosian was looking to go, which was pretty interesting on that side for John Cooper's squad. So how about this? 15 shot attempts for the Avalanche to just two for the Tampa Bay Lightning. If you want to talk about utter and complete domination, although that was a great move there by Ross Colton, uh, they got to get something going here. Does Tampa Colton in behind the cage? Try to put this one back here for Chernak. Looking through a screen again. And Tampa's done that a lot throughout this series. You wonder if that's going to change at some point as Surgachev is out there now with Bogosian. Plot, Steven Stamkos, and now Ross Colton. Ross Colton tried to get a wrist shot off. 
and he had to fight between three lighting players, and he could not. As this goes back to Chernak, 7.35 left to go in the first period. 2 nothing scoreline advantage in favor of the Colorado Avalanche. Again, they are looking to cash in on being a Vegas favorite over the last two years and finally pay this one off. Val Nachuskin plays it back there to Johnson. Pass was a little too hard for Bowen Byram, but he took his time near the right blue line and held it up. Now on the high slot, Byram, another shot, gets his own rebound back. And it was picked up now by Hagel as he was trying to backhand this one out. Anthony Sorelli was by himself, one on three, as we've hit the seven-minute mark of the first period. Shots on goal are 6-2 in favor of the Avs. This, this goes back in behind the cage of the big cat, Sergachev, Pat Maroon, and now Darcy Kemper. Kemper going to play this one to Johnson. Again, Eric Johnson and Jack Johnson are getting some time because Samuel Gerrard is going to miss the rest of the playoffs as well. So between Gerrard and Kadri, that's a couple big misses there. Nathan McKinnon, what a move off the backhand! And Lion Descog almost tipped that one home. That was a surgical spin move there by McKinnon. And it almost surprised everybody, including your broadcaster, Vasilevsky. Puts this one up and on a play, but I believe this is not going to be a penalty. This was last touched by a stick with 6.26 left to go in the first. So Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, he just put Hedman into a turnstile, and Landeskog actually did get a stick on that one, maybe just barely as he was going through the flyby. Just couldn't reach out, though. That could have easily been... 3 nothing for the Avalanche, and again, I feel like we've said that, especially with my broadcast partner, Cooper Hopkins, in Game 1. I felt like we've said that a, a few times in the first period, where Colorado's just, they've put their foot to the gas, and they've not let go. Again, you can talk about some of the things throughout the regular season in that second period, or however whereabouts you want to throw it, where sometimes Colorado can get themselves in a little bit of trouble, but I think as this series goes along, they know what's at stake. Burakoski. Sit it up here, right and it scores! Three nothing abs! Man, this is just surgical here. So between Burakowski, Rantanen, and we'll see who got the payoff there on the other side. All avalanche, all day long. Right now they have Burakowski as the goal listed on the ESPN side from Devin Tays and Rantanen. Nice setup there. It was bounced out of the air. So Burakoski gets a nice pass across to Rantanen and then shovels it right back. Does Burakoski off the rebound expertly moving, bouncing, circling puck? No chance for Vasileski. 3 nothing Avalanche. 5.55 left to go in the first period. So, again, as someone on the other side, when I said if Tampa wins this series, they win in five, if or win in six, and if Colorado wins, they win in seven. Color me shocked a little bit. I would not be surprised if the second period turns around a little bit the other way. But the Lightning are getting their barn doors blown off here at Ball Arena as Landeskog flutters this one down the ice. This is played to Vasileski. Probably no chance for Vasileski to make that save on that second one. But if I do see Brian Elliott ever make an appearance here in one of these Stanley Cup Finals games, my mouth will be agape. I can tell you that for sure. Nice hit by Darren Helm to dislodge that puck on Nick Paul. 
And we want the cup chants are happening right now at Ball Arena. And honestly, I can't, flame it. I can't blame any of the fans here for Colorado for being a little bit excited as far as what they're seeing on the ice. This is a beatdown of the potential back-to-back-to-back. Pagosian, Sergachev, see if Tampa can get anything going in this first period at all. Or if they're going to go down to the intermission, down three or maybe more. Pagosian hammers this around the kick plate. As this is bounced around near the left dot, picked up now by Johnson as he plays this here for Byram. And they're going to slow this one down. 4.25 left to go in the first period. It's been all abs, but it's still been enjoyable to bring this call here with you. John on here from Ball Arena, Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals in Denver, Colorado. Tampa Bay must be looking forward to uh, Game 3 at Amelie Arena in Tampa because they have not shown much of anything in this first period in either game of this series with the exception of one power play which they did not score on in game one. Perry off the backhand tried to play it to himself this falls back to the defensive side the shot through the screen by Bogosian that one goes wide Pat Maroon trying to find it and do we have a delayed penalty call on the other side for Tampa, I saw Kemper with his hands in the air. Kemper's having a long talk with the referee, and so is Corey Perry. Not sure if there was goaltender interference. The Zebra's having somebody go to the box, and I believe it's going to be Corey Perry. And if that's the case there for Tampa, everything that could have gone wrong in this period has gone wrong. Corey Perry, he got bumped into a little bit, and then he took his stick and shoved it in the face of Kemper. We won't get any clarifications when we come back as we get a media timeout. 3.42 left in the first. So let me get in the official power play here as we can get this correction. Darcy Kemper is going to get a penalty that's going to be served for holding the stick by Alex Newhook, and then it said two minutes for roughing against Darcy Kemper. So most playoff games without a replacement, Ken Dryden, a buck seven, Mortan Brodeur, 87, Vasilevsky, 77, and Grant Fear, 73. So Vasilevsky's on a hell of a list there on the other side, but he's going to have to uh, patch some holes into the Titanic here as you're looking at Brian Elliott on the Sportsnet feed with just the standard Tampa cap with the blue and the bolt in the front of it. So we'll see if we got the indeed the 4-on-4 on the side, and that's what we do have. So... Alex Newhook's going to serve the penalty from Darcy Camper for holding the stick of Perry. And uh, Perry's going to go to the box for roughing Darcy Camper. So we got four on four. Nice entry here. And this was a chance for Hagel. And that one went wide. Picked up now by Colorado as they can reset in their own end. Again, it's a four on four for a minute 30. Bowen Byram gets the entry. Turning on the jet engine. Almost lost a edge there. He turned the puck over, but it was picked up nicely by the Avs, and they're going to reset this thing in their own end. So, Steven Stamkos is out there on the 4-on-4. Again, Devin Taze is taking a sweet, sweet time in behind the cage of Kemper here. And they really don't have to do much right now, does Colorado, in terms of just not making mistakes. Again, Tampa isn't one of those teams you really want to take the, the foot off the gas for. But you think at this point, as long as you don't make any critical mistakes, at least with 240 left, you're going to be going to the locker room up three, and that's a great spot to be in, trying to go up 2 nothing in this series and holding serve at home at Bowl Arena. In the same spot where the Denver Nuggets play, the Avalanche trying to win the Stanley Cup. 
Nice shot by McKinnon as he was turning on the Jets. Went back to McKinnon off the feed, trying to keep this alive just momentarily enough for some help, but it was turned over there. Andre Pollock got crunched as this goes back to the defense and gets set up. So Braden Point will spin back. Chernak has it now. And two minutes left to go in this first stanza. John on here with you from Ball Arena of Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Left to right are the Tampa Bay Lightning attacking. Cross pass out in front got blocked. Ahead before it even really hit the stick of Kemper that was off of a Nick Paul feed. Rantanen, as this goes back for Arturi Lekanen. Rantanen will go back in mind, take a bump there from Mikhail Sergachev. Picked up now by Arturi Lekanen. He got fed his lunch off a nice hit there by Bogosian. New hook. Keeps it alive. Shot there by Makar. Gets blocked. Rantanen will spin around. Sergachev trying to find this thing here near the right side of the blue line. Now Nick Paul, one on three, trying to make a move and entry around to himself. Lays down the body. Picked up now by Pat Maroon. Slap shot by Hedman. Broken stick in the twig. And the rebound got notched away there by Johnson before it even hit Kemper. And it's going to sit near the middle of the blue line side so that can make entry difficult. Helm with a wrist shot, stopped there by Vasilevsky. The big rebound was cleaned up there by the Lightning as Pierre-Edward Belmar gets this across the red line. Jan Ruda gets this one in deep as this goes back around for Belmar off the kick plate. Ruda, extra pass and an offside entry of Kalorn offsides. 49 seconds remaining in this first period. 10 shots on goal for the Colorado Avalanche, and let me give you the team stats here, is we're just really going to be ending this first period. Ten shots on goal to three. Again, at one point it was 15 shot attempts to two. Hopefully Sportsnet can relay that on the other side. 16 hits to 10, or 19-16 in favor of the Avalanche, and 11 faceoffs to seven in favor of the Lightning. The two power play opportunities, both belong to Colorado. They're one for two. So, 40 seconds left. This could be a breakaway here. A chance for Burakovsky, and he wired an eye over Vasilevsky. As this goes back across the red line, Devontae's had a rip at it. Now this is back into the high slot. Nice stick movement there by Rantanen. Trying to be able to buy some time in between three defenders. And now he's buzzing against Ryan McDonough. Ryan McDonough with a breakout pass and went all the way to Kemper. He's going to take no chances and hold. And now Makar and Sorelli come together and exchange some cross checks and some slashes. And now Hagel as well. So 15 seconds left to go here in the first. 11 shots on goal to 4 in favor of the Avs. 3-0 on the scoreboard in favor of the Avs. So anybody, again, I've seen a few of my friends between their Four-team parlays, they're looking for the Golden State Warriors that have already finished that one off, the Colorado Avalanche to get another one, and then I <laughs> believe on the other side, what was it, the, the Rams and the Dodgers, both LA teams, I think that's a pretty sharp-looking uh, four-team parlay, and it's 24-10 to 10 in favor of Colorado as far as the shot attempts. Landis Skog and Stamkos in on the draw, Stamkos... Gonna get kicked out, and now we have some more pushing and shoving alongside with the captain and Stamkos as he got whacked a little bit. And Colorado is getting in some of their shots while they can. I don't blame them. They're gonna be feeling themselves a little bit with a three-nothing lead. It was still 15 seconds left to go in this first period, and a lot of uh, unpleasantries being exchanged that cannot be 
put across these airwaves between Colorcast and uh, Facebook. I think maybe more so on Colorcast, but Facebook, I think uh, Zuckerberg would be looking out for my IP address as this one goes back into Kemper. Now, in behind the cage, Colorado may have time for one more rush as Makar made a series of moves. This goes across the red line, and then we're going to get an off in icing, I believe before we're even going to end this first period. So for all intents and purposes, the first period is over. But there's been a lot of flapping of the jaws back and forth here between Stamkos and the rest of the Colorado Avalanche. And really, that's all Tampa Bay's been able to do in this first period is Stamkos got a nice hit on Rantanen near the player's bench. I don't think Rantanen liked too much of that, but he put that elbow in there a little bit. And Rantanen had something to say about it, and so did Colorado. So we got three seconds left to go before the first period is officially over. I can't say that I'm shocked, especially from the first period output of Colorado in Game 1. But you cannot continue to allow Colorado to have these same kinds of efforts. And uh, Zach, I'm, I'm going to go and look at his comment here real quick. You said this is like watching a varsity versus JV game. And I don't think that's what John Cooper wants to be able to hear on this other side in between Tampa Bay for everything that they've run through. But, Zach, I really can't disagree with that assessment as we're going to end this first period 3-0 abs. Come right back. I'm going to call the second period action moment. We're going to get the stuff ready here for the game story. And if anyone else is in the comments section, you can stick around. If not, get a break and all that stuff and come back for the second period because I'll be on the call. 3 nothing Avs after 1. So we're going to begin set here for the second period. It's been all Avalanche in this one. I've got all my game notes and everything else for the story. It was Val Lachuskin on the power play from Burakowski and Newhook. Manson, Cogliano, and Newhook got a second assist in the Burakowski, Taze, and Miko Rantanen as it's 3 nothing. As we're just getting underway in the second period, as let's go Avs chance are happening right now at Ball Arena. This is played around from Taze to Makar, and we'll see if there's any kind of reset here in the second period. Again, we only have one game to show of here for Tampa Bay in terms of that reset. They outscored Colorado 2 0. They're going to need to do much more of that. Ross Colton tried to get one centered out in front, and this goes back toward the left dot, where this is picked up now by Landeskog across that blue line, and then played back to Kale McCarr. Now to Landeskog once more as the Colorado captain gives it to one of the best defensemen in the world, and Kale McCarr in behind the cage of Darcy Kemper. Just five shots against Darcy Kemper right now, so you have to think if you're Tampa, even if you have to sell out for offense at this point, giving up another goal, who really cares at this point? you got to test the goalie between the pipes if you want to have any kind of success. That's just my two cents, but... Maybe John Cooper will think differently. So, Braden Point lost it. This goes in between the blue line. Almost picked up there by Anthony Sorelli. This is flubbed off the kick play. There's a fight for it near the red line. Jan Ruda is going to win this one, and JT Comfer will play this across as this finds Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman tried to get something going, and he almost got called with the trip there. And now Koffer was able to fight through Hedman, set out for Manson, what a save by Vasilevsky, and what a play there by Koffer. And now Helm keeps this alive, now the, the right side, face-off dot, Manson going to spin this around for Byram, as this is in behind the left side red line, Helm off the backhand now. 
Tried to find Manson. He had to just stick that one ahead. He couldn't reach for that pass as that was put down. So Vasilevsky with a huge save. And it just shows the fact that, again, I know Cooper Hopkins had said this when we worked game one, but he said, John, how many times have I talked about JT Comfer in this game one and how many more times are we going to do that throughout the series? Well, again, you're going to do that there as he pretty much just beat Victor Hedman. Got a clean steal, fight through all that stuff. In between Ruta as well, that was O'Connor set up there, Comfer, and then, you know, bam, between the O'Connor, uh, Comfer, Newhook, Nicholas Sobekubel, I think he might be a healthy scratch now with Cagliano, but between all of those guys on the back end, they've played really well. And I think for me, as far as throughout the rest of the series, I've noticed those back end bottom six forward lines more than I've noticed. The Lightning, and no doubt about it, Nachuskin off the back end into the high slot. Vasilevsky going to take no chances. Puck fell right in the catching glove as Pogosian and Nachuskin have a meeting in behind the cage of the Big Cat. 17-38 left to go in this second period. It is 3-0 still in favor of the Abs. The shot board says... 13-5, and that's just in terms of shots on goal. And when I get the actual shot attempts, I will relay those to you as well. Again, at one point it was 15-2 in favor of the Avalanche. So teams leading 1-0 in the Cup Final have the all-time series record of 62-20 and as far as hoisting. So that is pretty good in that sense. The recent history and the long history of that will favor... The Colorado Avalanche, and I think as it should right now. If they go between this and we go to game one, up 2 nothing in favor of the Avalanche as the shot goes off the left side of the bar. That was Josh Manson with a bid for goal number four. But all those other stats in recent favor, if Colorado goes up 2 nothing, you would think they would have to be in the driver's seat more so than any other of the 16 teams that had started and then are left with the two because Colorado is just that good. So now, McDonough, this puck went off of the stick blade and off of the skate as this goes back to the avalanche and the cerulean and maroon can try to break out left to right. Nice stick check there and body work from the lighting to push that one away. Belmar gets this one down to maroon. And this is going to be a nice sign against the lightning. So as the faceoff was won, it was expertly played back to Manson and then my goodness off the left side of the bar Manson got all of it he unleashed the howitzer at 94 miles an hour and the big cat was able to kiss the post and say thank you pretty much because I don't think even at this point Tampa could afford to go down 4 nothing and find their way back into this game because they're getting spanked for all intents and purposes another face-off win here by the abs Played into the screen, almost bled through Vasilevsky here. And this is near the open side of the left dot where Tampa tries to break out of this one. Belmar plays this across the red line, and now Pat Maroon will find this in behind the office of Kemper, but he's going to pay the price. Lane Scott gets this one in a chew skin. And this goes down the red line where Zach Pagosian and Sergachev are on the defensive side for John Cooper's squad. 16.20 left to go in this second stanza. Picked up now by Bogosian. He holds that red line. He's going to just warp this thing around the kick plate. Andre Palat trying to find this thing. Kucherov stole it off the backhand. Braden Point trying to buy some time near the right dot. Nice move off the toe drag, but he lost it. 
And now Colorado might have a odd man rush here with a three on two. O'Connor blew a tire. Nikita Kucherov took an elbow there from Helm as he got knocked off the puck. And Colorado has it in their own end once more near the left dot. Logan O'Connor as this one gets chipped and chased ahead in an offside entry here as it just inadvertently touched the stick blade there in the skates. It's going to be an offside against the Avalanche. So... 3-0, still your score. It is 15-45 left to go in this second period. Drone on here with you for Game 2, Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado. Will Colorado take a 2-0 series advantage in the Stanley Cup Finals, or will Tampa Bay find any kind of life here with 15-45 in the second to just try to get back into this game? Because if they go down 2-0, this is going to be a whole different kind of test than the New York Rangers, despite, you know, Igor Sesterkin on one end. Now it's Kemper, but, I mean, if you're not even getting shots on him, then what are we even talking about at this point? 14-5. Shots on goal advantage here for Colorado. Have it in their own end is Kel McCarr. Has it bounce off the stick? We'll see who they can race to at first. It goes harmlessly across the blue paint of Vasilevsky. McCarr holding. Trying to play this one near the left red line. And now this is in behind the office here. Vasilevsky to one dollar score! What a perfect pass in behind the net. I think the Chufskin's got his second. And Julian Breezewa, the GM of Tampa Bay, all he can do is look up skyward as he's watching his team get steamrolled. Four nothing avalanche. The Chufskin with dose. So as we went around, the left side red line, it was turned over and just a gorgeous outlet pass. That was, let me take a look at it here. I know it was Nachuskin who scored it. Let me give you the primary assister here. Let me pull up this box score. That was a gorgeous pass nonetheless. Miko Rantanen with the primary assist. Val Nachuskin with his second and Zach, you are right. This is looking like varsity versus JV here at this point. Nick Paul with the chip and chase to himself. He's trying to get there. Nachuskin now with his eighth of the playoffs. He's got his second of the game from Ranton and his 16th dime of the playoffs. All abs all day long as we get an icing. 14-44 left to go in this second period. Avalanche, they are committing one. 4 nothing lead against Tampa Bay. And it's not often that I see Vasilevsky give up four goals, but as Rantanen wins that loose puck, he plays right out in front. I mean, there's no chance. Vasilevsky already sliding one way to the left. Puck goes into the right. What are you going to do? I mean, Victor Hedman turns the puck over him on the cage where he can't do it. So Hedman now for Ruda. This gets picked up by Sorelli. He's just trying to buy any kind of time. His point is on there now. Sergachev has it. Sergachev near the right side blue line. He lets it go through the screen. Try to get picked up by Sorelli. This might be a penalty against the Colorado Avalanche. So it could be the first for the Bolts to go on the power play. And they really just need to convert on this one again. Anybody can tell you that at this point. But if Tampa Bay needs to be able to breathe any kind of life into this game... The only way they can do so right now is by getting a power play handed to them, and they, they have to 
have to convert on this one and try to get back into this game. I'm talking at some point here. I can't believe I'm saying this about Tampa. I can say this about a lot of other teams, but you got to be able to save face at some point and bring in some kind of positive momentum. So Jack Johnson, the former U of M Wolverine, again, he's getting a little long in the tooth at this point. He's only really playing at this point because of Samuel Girard not being able to go for the rest of the playoffs. He got hurt before playoffs even started. Tampa Bay in this series in the power play, they're 0 for 3 with three shots. So Hedman gets it back from Nikita Kucherov. He's in the high slot. Hedman plays it to Kucherov. Quick pass there toward the left side red line. Stamkos is going to try to pinch in. <clears throat> this one goes back down the ice. Victor Hedman's going to corral it. 14 to 65 is the power play for Tampa. That's 21.5%. But again, that's uh, declining here with everything that's going on in the Stanley Cup final series. With the exception of the first power play of the game in game one, Tampa's looked very silent, very discombobulated. Hedman trying to get this here to Kucherov and Sorelli. Offside entry for Palat. So, minute 18 left to go on the first power play of the game here for Tampa. And they really, really, really need to get something going. So let me give you the official numbers now as we get a stoppage. 15 shots on goal to 5 in favor of the Abs. 23-22 hits. 15 face-off apiece. Face-off ones. So... Colorado's kind of winning in every category, as you would expect at this point, or at least meeting expectations. And as far as the scoreline is concerned, they're far exceeding that. This goes down the ice to the big cat. Now Victor Hedman trying to quickly outlet this one. It's going to be an icing against Tampa on their own power play. So Colorado has an opportunity shorthanded to win a faceoff in their own end and maybe make something happen. You wonder what's going on the former attorney's head there with John Cooper in terms of all that. Again, he doesn't have, let's see, uh, Jeff Blaschel to yell at on the other side. So Jared Bednar is probably one of those coaches there that, you know, been there and done that, knows how to get it done, especially with this kind of team. And Stamkos wins the draw over Darren Helm. And we'll see if Sorelli can break out here. It's a one-on-three. He's going to leave it here for the captain, Steven Stamkos. Looking for the outlet off the screen and deflection. Sorelli tried to find it there from Stamkos as Braden Point is also on that first power play line. This is a chance here for Sergachev and Hedman now out there with Point Stamkos. So this is Hedman now. He gets a slap shot in front. Big save there by Kemper. It's probably the first one of the game that I even have to mention his name as this goes back across the red line. Hedman with the entry. Tries to play it around the kick play at their point. Cannot get to it. Tampa keeps this in the zone. It falls back to Edmund in the high slot. Kemper makes the save in between the webbing of the catching glove and the pads. So two shots on goal for Tampa here quickly within the last 30 seconds. I guess that's a good sign if you want to look at something positive for them. But nothing really else has gone right. It was a almost double deflection in there between Paul and Palat in between the headman chance off the first one, but Kemper made the save. 12 seconds left to go on the Tampa Bay power play. It's their first of the game. So Paul in on the draw here. See if he can win this one clean. He does. Tampa's got it now with Chernak. Hagel tried to play this here for Paul, but it falls back to Chernak in the high slot. 
slap shot bounced on front and saved there by Kemper. So really the first three good chances here for Tampa all belong on the power play in this second period and Kemper has said no to all three chances. There was a screen in front supplied by Ross Colton. Almost got deflected off the stick but no matter Darcy Kemper made that save. Shots on goal are 15-8 in favor of the Avalanche. Again, I think for the Avalanche, as I've always said, if you can keep the shots on goal between Kemper or Francois, whoever was going to be there at a given time between 25-27, to 27, you probably have a good chance of winning this game. And they're only at 8 right now, as it was 3 shots on the power play alone for Tampa to just put them at 8, where they almost doubled their shot total just off the power play. That's how bad things have been for the Lightning and just how good Colorado is playing. This goes down the ice again. And Tampa is not going to be able to change. So Colorado can do whatever they want here. As they've just killed off the penalty, they can get McKinnon, McCarr, Rantanen, Landeskog, whoever they want on the ice. They win another key faceoff here. They can make it a 5 nothing game. 12.08 left to go in the second period. John Hunter with you for game two of Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado. I can't say my mouth is agape like my partner Cooper Hopkins loves to say, but in the instance of what I'm seeing on the ice, this has just been a bloodbath. And it's just something that you don't see too often. Hey, uh, I appreciate you joining in on the color cast side, man. How are you doing? This has been a game that has been all Colorado as it's 4 nothing. As they're leading on the shot board 16-8 and 4-0 on the score sheet. So if you're rooting for any particular team, you're either really happy or really sad on one end as we get an offside entry here. But give me your thoughts on anything that you're uh, seeing today or anything of the sports world if you want. So Valnachuskin with the latest. Begin a media stoppage here. 4-0 Colorado, 11-41 left to go in the second period. So a defensive zone draw. One there by the Lightning, and a quick save. I didn't even see the shot, but a quick save there from Corey Perry. Went right in the catching glove of Darcy Kemper. So Tampa finally starting to make some inrows, getting some quick shots, at least on Kemper, finally getting a little bit of test on him. Because again, as I always like to say, Kemper 4-1 record, 325 goals against in his last six starts. So it's not too bad, but... I mean, if you could put a pillow back there or a construction pile on, in the sense of if you're not going to put those shots in, they're probably going to be able to make that save too. So they got to do what they can to test Kemper or try to get back into this game and try to figure out some sort of changes here between the Monday and Wednesday games at Amelie Arena. Again, I will be with you here for no matter how long this series goes. Again, the first four games are penciled in on ColorCast, and I'm only going to be penciling Game 5 in if... Uh, Tampa Bay wins one of these ones because right now it doesn't look to seem that way with 11.29 left to go in the second as the puck went up and out of play again. So let me give you a quick recap. I can do that here as we get a stoppage and I'll get my box squirrel set up. McDonough plays this one here for Chernak and this one gets blocked. Picked up now by the Avs but it's one on two. They're just going to slam this one on the kick plate as Nico Sturm, as this is spun around. Rantanen got worked off the puck there pretty heavily, but he almost stayed through it. Now Maroon will center this one back across. Nick Paul trying to get there. Belmar trying to get there. We'll see if John Cooper does any more kind of changing with these lines as Belmar got sandwiched in the own end. 
and then worked over on the other side was Chernak, as Colorado has been throwing the body a lot in this series, even more so than Tampa. Fake the slap shot, Perry through the screen, and Kemper made a big save, and then the rebound fell back toward the blue line side. Belmar's got in the high slot, lets it go through the screen. And this goes back near the left side red line. Belmar still holding the defensive duties. Flutters it in toward the right side red line now. Colorado trying to get it out, and Tampa just trying to get anything going. As this is pushed around between Maroon and Perry, and picked up by the Cerulean and Maroon of the Colorado Avalanche as they clear this one down the ice. So McDonough now is out there with Chernak on the second line defense here for John Cooper. And now Hagel and Point. Point holding off the backhand, trying to play this one down low to the left side red line. And this spins all the way out back to Colorado where they might be able to break out with this thing with JT Comfort. He plays it near an open wing. Jan Ruda <clears throat> under all kinds of pressure, going to be the first one to get to it. Now Sorelli has this bounce in between his stick blade. And this falls back to the giant six foot five Victor Hedman as he smashes this thing around the kick plate. Braden Point picks it up across the red line now as there's a couple of toe drags there from McDonough as he rattles it around across the red line and Tampa can make some changes. You gotta watch out for Kel McCarr anytime he's on the ice. He's on there now with Devin Taze. Trying to get around there is Valachewskin. He got worked over there by McDonough. Stamkos will join him in the pass, almost gets intercepted. Sorelli had the puck po poked away there by Nachuskin, picked up by the big cat in behind the goal cage, and good defensive work there off the forecheck in there for Colorado to cause some problems. Nathan McKinnon and Chernak trying to just find this thing, and now Andre Palat can settle it down. Nice outlet pass across the red line of the captain, Steven Stamkos, but even better defense there by Colorado and JT Comfort to get that one down. Poked in between Mikhail Sergachev and Zach Pogosian. Sergachev near the bottom part of your screen if you're following along at home. Pogosian now in behind the cage. He's going to find Sergachev. And this goes back in between Lekanen. It's a one-on-one -on -one the other way. Alex Kalorin almost bodied off the puck. Ross Colton almost jumped in the air for it and fell down pretty hard. And now here's a chance for Jack Johnson. He's going to flutter this across the red line and take a change where this bounces to Mikhail Sergachev, but he's got to be quick about it to get this out of the zone. Picked up now by Kale McCarr. Cross that red line, sidesteps a hit, but he falls down. And this goes in between Mikhail Sergachev and Zach Pogosian. Pogosian now, nice outlet pass from Hagel. Nick Paul between a one on three. He has that left side red line. This spins around here for Hagel, but it's turned over. Now Miko Rantanen. We'll play this one ahead to Burakowski. It's picked up now by Kalorn. As we got 7.50 left to go in this second period. What a hit on the other side by Nick Paul to draw it loose. Try to get picked up now by Corey Perry. Try to leave it there for Paul. Maroon was the first to get to it though for Tampa. He's trying to go for four straight cups. Pat Maroon. Even though Tampa is trying to go for three straight themselves. Kel McCarr gets hit there by Belmar. As this goes down the ice, shots per period, this is interesting here. 5-4 to four in favor of the Lightning, 29-18 still in favor of shot attempts for the Avalanche throughout the game. So the event has been shut down a little bit for the Colorado Avalanche, but again, nothing on the score line. And you can shut that down as much as you want. That doesn't really cover all the ground that's still left to be made up here for the Avalanche. And Kel McCarr, after getting bumped a little bit off the body check from Belmar, 
he's kind of shake out the cobwebs and uh, rattle out that leg as he was kind of struggling a little bit on the ice. We'll see if that's just something that he's going to shake off. So JT Confer with the defensive zone draw here for the Abs. And he wins it, but Nikita Kucherov finds it here with Braden Point. Kucherov and Point play catch as this goes in behind the net. Devin Tays tries to play this one back out there for Anthony Sorelli and now Makar, who was back out there after taking that hit. Nice fluttering off the backhand. Gives it here for Miko Rantanen, but he needs help. He gets worked off the puck. It's four lightning to just one Miko Rantanen. It's played ahead, though. And Colorado has this thing, but the shot gets blocked. As this goes down in between Chernak, trying to find point, he is really getting worked over on the other side with Sorelli. And now this was Makar and Manson on the ice together here for Bednar's squad. Nice pass across! And I don't know if Vasilevsky got a right pad to that or if it just went to the side. But either way, that was a golden opportunity for the Avalanche that Tampa Bay... Had to be breathing a sigh of relief on, but again, you can't breathe too much. You're still down 4 nothing if you're the Bolts. McDonough, he got hit pretty hard there by Manson, but what else is new? He's been laying the punishment on McDonough and Sergachev and Kaloran, Hedman, everyone else that he can get a body on. Maroon keeps it near the high slot as this goes around the kick plate. Colorado and Tampa trying to find this thing near the left dot. Offensive zone Possession is about even, but that can't tell you too much as far as the score line. It's 4-0 in favor of the Avalanche. Chernak getting worked over by McKinnon with the active sticks as this goes across the red line now. 5:45 left to go in this second period. Still 4-0 Colorado. McKinnon, series of moves. What a save, Vasilevsky! Off the backhand, the Chewskin looking for the hat trick. And wow, that was a great save by Vass. But man, if the score line was any different, this could have been subtly more important backhand forehand. Vasilevsky says no, catches it out of the air and holds on. We get a stoppage with 5.38 left to go in the second. Stay tuned. So we get back into the official action. This goes back into the offensive zone here for Colorado. It's been all avalanche right now as Landeskog, McKinnon, and Achus can play catch. McKinnon near the right side red line, elegantly off the backhand with a series of moves, working his way into the high slot now with a power move toward the left dot as he finally got knocked off the puck. Landeskog tried to get to it, and Achuskin almost got a piece of it. This was kept in the zone, but Pilat has it now, and it went off the skate of Alex Kalorn, where Nathan McKinnon can get this one back down the ice. So now Sergachev try to get things settled here for Tampa Bay. No goals to speak of in this second period, but it doesn't take away anything that Colorado did in the first. Still 4-0 Avalanche. Picked across the blue line. Here's a chance maybe for a two-on-one, but the reinforcements get back there for Tampa. There's Nachuskin and Newhook and Koffer and everyone else will come together. Miko Rantanen also out there as well. Chernak and Hagel trying to pry that puck loose there for Comper. And again, the Zebras can blow, this dead, blow, the, blow the play dead whenever they wish if there isn't any puck movement there. But this falls back to Colorado in the own zone. Manson plays it across in the high slot, gets it back, plays it to the defensive partner, shoots it, it goes wide toward the right side dot. Picked up now by Hansen. And behind the office here of Vasilevsky. This is picked up now by Logan O'Connor. O'Connor 
Gets it now. And this goes back to Johnson. Johnson now. New hook. And now Manson near the high slot. Screen out in front. Vasilevsky made the save. But it bounced right back to Nick Paul. Nick Paul beats three different Avalanche defenders as it goes down the ice and then lays the body there on Manson. Turned over. Tried to center it out in front off the backhand pass. And Darren Helm. He's with O'Connor. Helm scores! Darren Helm makes it 5 nothing Avalanche! And if Cooper Hopkins was in here, he would say, I would expect the voice to go up a few octaves there, but Darren Helm makes it 5 nothing as Julian Breezewalk can do nothing but stare into space. The 13th career goal for Helmer here comes with the Avalanche now on the fourth line, and he's got the speed. He just let the shot go, and it fluttered in the midair. And it beat Vasilevsky, maybe hopped over the stick, but I thought that was just an excellent shot there near the right side of the bar. And Darren Helm, of all people, makes it 5 nothing Avalanche. 18-10 on the shot board. 3.20 left to go in the second period. What can you say that hasn't been said about the Avalanche in this game? This is a superhuman effort. Every single work between offense, defense, and special teams. Everything's working for Colorado, and they are dominating so far in this game. There is a commercial stoppage. We will be right back. The official call here, 3.15 left to go in the second period. And again, what can't be said here for the Colorado Avalanche? Here they come again, off a breakaway! And a shot was stopped. It was JT Conferin on the doorstep. Manson, oh, and what a nice play across for Cogliano. And Vasilevsky made a big save. Put across the high slot of the blue line. Manson through the screen. It blocked one of the Lightning jerseys in front before it hit Vasilevsky. Helm with his second of the playoffs at 16-26, assisted by O'Connor. So, man, these guys have been really good on those back-end lines. And I think it really speaks to Colorado again and Joe Sackick, the GM. When that back end in the bottom six is dominating this Tampa team, that really opens your eyes because if you're just waiting for McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen, everyone else to get going, as now we have uh, something happening here. And again, I missed it on the Sportsnet feed as they were just showing it. There are players all between the goal cage here. I, my apologies for missing this one, but it just showed it on the other end. It was just an abbreviated cut. It's JT Comfer on the ice with Corey Perry. So Tampa, for all intents and purposes, is going to the point where they're just trying to make something happen. So O'Connor, with a breakaway, went off the blocker of Vasilevsky down the ice. It was a chance for Manson and... Cogliano right off the doorstep, stopped by Vasilevsky, and then we'll see what happened here between Comfort and Corey Perry. They got wrapped up in behind the net of Darcy Kemper, and Darcy Kemper just said, you know what, screw this, I'm out of here, you guys uh, fight this amongst yourselves. And uh, they went and did so right now between Kemper and Perry as there was a little bit of fisticuffs. And what emerges from it? A Colorado power play. 2.18 left to go in this second period. All abs is the Auburn hair of 
JT Confer is looking on. John Cooper, again, I, I've said this line in the first period, what it could be going throughout his mind. Uh, I can't think much of anything else as far as we better find a way to regroup here in Game 3 because I know they say sometimes momentum is as good as a day starting goaltender or change of venues might create something or you know a loss doesn't happen or the series isn't over until a home team loses on home ice. But you're going down 2-0 and Colorado has fed you your lunch. And I'm just curious to see how much this will change on Monday. And we'll see if I'm going to be joined here with uh, Cooper Hopkins or if I'm going to be joined here with uh, Zach on the other side of it, if Zach Dwayne wants to come in here as well with me, if, if Cooper doesn't join. So I'll try to get all that stuff relayed across, if that is the case. <clears throat> so all the fans are really happy at Ball Arena, and I can imagine why. It's 5 nothing in favor of the Avalanche, and they have another power play here. As Ryan McDonough looks on. There really isn't anything that hasn't gone right, I would say, throughout just not only this game, for, but for both games in favor of the Colorado Avalanche. And they just thoroughly outplayed the Lightning, with the exception of the one-second period. Okay, you have two goals on the other side. Let me just make sure here. I think we got another penalty called on the other side. Maybe they're just trying to figure some things out. I'm going to go back to my official box. So it was three goals for Colorado in the first period, and it's two more right now in the second. So the 2-0 advantage that Tampa had in the series in the second period is now 2-2 in this second period in totality. As we're not even done with the second period yet. So Landeskog, Lekkanen, McKinnon, Rantanen, and McCarr on the ice right now on the power play here for Colorado. As this is picked up by McCarr. McCarr, chance for Rantanen. Let's it go through the screen. And stopped there by Vasilevsky. And for as much, I will say this, as John Cooper, John Cooper says, that he doesn't want to change between Andre Vasilevsky. And it's got to be an unforeseen circumstance. Is an unforeseen circumstance at this point six goals against? That's the question. One-timer goes up in the air right now, and this pinballs around the kick play. Nathan McKinnon had let that previous shot go. McKinnon, Rantanen. Plays it across. McCarr through the screen. And this one is stopped. And it bounces out of place. So we're going to get another offensive zone draw, I believe. I don't think this is going to go for the neutral zone. But it's a minute 52 left to go in this second stanza. Regardless of the score line, I hope you're enjoying this game and the call right now. As there's been all kinds of uh, intrigue, but it's been very one-sided. So you're very happy if you're a fan of one of these teams, and you're very sad if you're on the other, and if you're not a fan of either one of these teams, I think maybe your jaw has to be on the floor from what you're seeing. So Colorado has pretty much won the shots on goal battle, the hit battle, the face-off battle, the power play battle. Whatever it is, they've named it. And they're also on home ice right now with a 5 nothing advantage here in Game 2. <clears throat> with a minute 52 left to go in this second period, a minute 35 left to go in another power play here. As Vasilevsky looks on, and again, I'll make this point, is a six goal against enough for Vasilevsky to be able to get some time to breathe. Again, he hasn't had time to breathe throughout any single time or point in the year throughout this Stanley Cup campaign run where they've already won two. Vasilevsky's played every game of every minute. McCarr, going to leave this here for McKinnon. McKinnon now. Going to gather his way through across the red line near the right dot as he rattles this one around the kick plate. This goes back to McKinnon. 
slap shot from a car, and that one whistles high and wide, the last one about 87 miles an hour. Mako Rantanen tried to find Makar, and this one goes back to Pierre-Edward Belmar, right in the catching glove of Kemper. He wanted to play this one, but the whistle blew it dead. So a minute 11 left to go in the second period. All Colorado here in Game 2 of Ball Arena, the Stanley Cup Finals. Colorado looking to take a decisive 2-0 lead in this Stanley Cup Final. And again, I just want to bring this home. You know, things can change at Amelie Arena on Monday. But to the point, to the credit of the things that I'm watching and try to relay to you, whether there was the Sportsnet feed and when we had uh, Cooper Hopkins here on Game 1, we haven't seen it on the Tampa Bay side. And here's another breakaway. Slap shot stopped there as this was a chance there for Val Machuskin. So now here we get set up again. Devin Tays for McCarr and Byram. Byram. Tried to play this one in front for Nachuskin. Now Newhook. Now Devin Tays back to Newhook near the right dot. Nachuskin lost it in between himself trying to make a few moves. And we go down to 35 seconds left to go in this second period. 5 nothing route as we want the cup chance happening right now at Ball Arena. 10 seconds left to go on the power play here for the Abs. They get a clean entry near the left dot. They play it back across the blue line. Here's a chance for Devon Tays. Tays holding near the high slot. Byram faked the slapper. Here to O'Connor. He's going to let it go through the screen, and it pounces right back to Byram. Ten seconds left to go in the second stanza. Mercifully here for Tampa. Kalorn tried to chip and chase, and Tampa's going to run out of time in this second period. They're down 5 nothing after two, as we got a late hit from Maroon. And we'll see if there's going to be any kind of retaliation as Machuskin and McDonough come together. I don't think there's going to be much of it. 5 nothing after 2. When we come back, we'll call third period action in a moment. I don't sense overtime in this game. It's been all Colorado. Come back and join me here for the final stanza momentarily. Apologies for any fireworks that you hear in the background right now, but all the fireworks have been on the ice and courtesy have been one-sided of the... Colorado Avalanche, it is 5-0 as we're getting ready to start the third period of play. Again, John out here with you. I'm your play-by-play man for Game 2. Denver, Colorado, Ball Arena, Landis Skog centered in through the blue paint, stopped there by the Big Cat. And again, I help but wonder if there's a 6-goal score and it's a 6-0 advantage for Colorado. Does Vasilevsky get that time to take a rest for the first time in his playoff career within this campaign of attempting to go three straight. Machuskin rattles this one safely around the red line and again Colorado for all intents and purposes I wouldn't say park the bus because they've been guilty of getting scored on at that point but you don't have to be too careless with the puck here with a huge lead at this point so as many would think of this as an exercise in futility I look at it for Colorado to stay sharp Know the player and personnel and know exactly what you want to do in this time period. Because again, this is still in a very important piece of time in this period, despite having a big lead, that you want to be able to play correctly and not take penalties just like that one. So Steven Stamkos got his head smashed into the boards there off the trip. And it's going to be Miko Rantanen to the box. So that's going to put the lightning on the power play. So, as I've just said, you don't want to make those situations a uh, reality here. Again, it's a big lead 
for Colorado to work with here with a 5 nothing, but that is a clear trip on Stamkos as he fell hard on the left side boards. Whether or not that is a calculated move there by Rantanen, just be able to put that stick out there to get a little bit of an injury on Stamkos, because again, that's more what it looked like more than anything else. That was just careless. But those are those situations, regardless of whether you get scored on or not, you want to be able to alleviate. You don't want to deal with any of that kind of stuff. So Sorelli, Point, Stamkos, Kucherov, and Hedman will be on the ice for the third power play of the game here for Tampa. And we'll see if they can get anything going. I'm back to the point where I would just say, you know, try to save face. Well, you forget all that. You just, we'll figure out the rest of this as we go along here on Monday. Because I don't think they're going to survive a 5 nothing score line unless they get something here on this power play immediately. And then start to sequentially get something between the next three or four minutes at a time. So Hedman able to get this one across here as Palak got knocked off the puck as this goes back to Nikita Kucherov near that right dot. We'll see if Tampa can get anything going here. Hedman, Kucherov now still near that right dot. He's going to play this one across. A slap shot attempt there for Stamkos. He missed everything, but this fell back on the other side for Palat. And point off the right side of the bar. It was loose out in front, but I think... Uh, McCarr got a piece of that before it ever crossed the line. So this is still with Tampa, and now Point had to wrestle the way, and McCarr saved a goal, and now it's a two-on-one. Cogliano off the trailer, and McCarr makes no mistake with a wrist shot, and scores shorthanded. Six-nothing avalanche. My goodness. Both times... Cagliano is probably thinking, run the trail man off the cross pass. You see that a lot in NHL 2021 and vice versa and all that. Everybody's electing to take that wrist shot. So not only does Kel McCarr save a goal before crossing the red line and keeping it out, he comes all the way back down the ice. Cagliano on a two-on-one shorthanded snipes it, makes no mistake. Six-nothing abs. So does Vasilevsky now finally get some time, or is John Cooper going to leave him all the way in there? I would think at this point at six, you would give him some time. You put Brian Elliott in there, because just give him a breath, give him something, but maybe, I guess maybe John Cooper's not going to think of that. So Colton, Sergachev, you forget that Tampa's on a power play. They just got scored on shorthanded. Now, point. Try to let one go into the screen. Picked up by Sergachev. Sergachev trying to settle this down with Sorelli. Sergachev near the high slot gets the pass across for Ross Colton. Spun in front there for Corey Perry. Picked up now by Pogosian. Sergachev. Now Pogosian. Picked up now in front. Corey Perry tried to backhand this one in, but he backhanded out of the zone. So Tampa Bay's power play has been disastrous throughout the entire series, and now they've also given up a shorthanded goal. So everything that could have gone wrong for Tampa Bay in this first two games have gone wrong. And we'll see if there's any kind of adjustment here as McCarr gets his sixth of the playoffs, 204 shorthanded, unassisted. But we'll see if there's any adjustment there between Monday and Wednesday because if there's not any kind of thing, this could be a shorter series than I think anyone really could have anticipated. Even Yovan on the other side, I know he's the biggest Colorado fan of all. Even he said Colorado in six. Nobody expected this to be in this situation like this. Because this looks more like a scrimmage than we're seeing an actual playoff game. This is a Stanley Cup final. 
This could be one of the biggest laughers I've ever seen on the biggest stage. So Elena Scott from Bowen Byram. Bowen Byram now holding that L2 backskate near the left dot. Slap shot set up. Got stopped in front before it even hit. And Pogosian is down. He paid a heavy price to block that shot. 15.59 left to go in the third. We'll see if he's okay. He's a little shaken up there. 25 shots on goal to 14. And man, that might have bounced off Lekkanen and then hit Bogosian right in the side of the neck. 12 blocks for Bogosian in the playoffs and one tonight. 6 nothing route in favor of the Abs with 15.59 left to go in the third as the inflatable Stanley Cup is being lifted around by all kinds of fans and you can't help but contain some of that excitement in the sense of it because, again, you have two more games left, but Tampa hasn't shown you so far throughout this series the ability to be able to make adjustments like they've done throughout every single playoff series at this point. Again, they're trying to do something very difficult in the sense of winning 12 straight playoff series, and 11 of them we've seen adjustments so far between, what, five and almost a half periods of action there's been no adjustment. It's been all Colorado as the avalanche route has been on. And Kel McCarr has scored shorthanded to make it 6 nothing with 15.46 left to go in this third period. Offensive zone draw here for the Avs. It's lost, but not entirely like that matters. JT Coffer still able to keep this one alive as the shot almost beat Vasilevsky all the way down off the tip. And this goes back to Kale now. So Kale and uh, Taze are back on the ice together here for Jared Bednar's squad. I mean, you could mismatch and give extra time for third and fourth liners if you want at this point, just to kind of negate any injuries. But again, the third and fourth line and the bottom six forwards have been the best players on the ice throughout the series for the most part for the Avalanche. And that speaks volumes to how good that team can be. And when you're waking, when you're waiting for a breakout between McKinnon, McCarr, Ranton, and Landeskog and all that, and you're still able to go up two nothing in this series, boy, is that a great spot to be in. So the big cat comes behind his goal crease to play this one. Almost turned over, and now it is. Tampa can't even get out of their own way at this point. 14:40 left to go in the third period. John Hunter with you from Ball Arena, Denver, Colorado. This is Game Two of the Stanley Cup Finals. John Hunter with you. It is six nothing. Colorado. Cogliano gets it from Byram. This is in between the skate blades as this goes across to Johnson. He tried to find Nachuskin there. And it was turned over. So Byram lost it. Now it goes to Alex Kalorn. And everybody can just take a breath on both sides as Pagosian's letting the lightning be able to get some changes here. But man, this has been something to see. And if you're John Cooper and you cannot wake up the troops as far as going into Monday, look, you talk about that Wednesday to Saturday layoff and how good that could feel as far as getting those extra days off. Well, Colorado's probably certain prepped and looked at that game plan and said, we know how to beat this team. If you cannot wake this team up between Saturday and Monday in two days' time, and less than that going into Game 3 at Amelie, then you're in all kinds of trouble. So Vasilevsky makes the glove save. And holds on. Six nothing. Thirteen fifty-six left to go in the third period. It's all over but the crying on one side, but I'm gonna stay here with you till the game's over. Be right back. 
Vasilevsky is going to make the save off of the face-off win by the Abs. And now Tampa, I mean, really, you're looking at 13-25 up to the third, turned over. Cogliano set it up there. Petruskin shot got blocked. We're going to get to the point in a moment. Another slap shot from Johnson to Manson. That got blocked by the Bolts. But as I was going to say, with 13-10 left to go in the third, all that's really left right now is for Tampa Bay to just skate and uh, put their heads down as far as their performance here because they just did not play well in any single facet of this. And it's not that Tampa didn't play well. It's the fact that, too, Colorado just kicked their butt all the way down the ice here in Game 2. So Johnson now has it across the red line. He will get this one cleared in to Miko Rantanen. He's got it near the left side red line. Tried to keep this one alive. Again, Rantanen, the only thing he's been guilty of is getting a trip there on Stamkos. In between the skate blades, trying to hold that all two, trying to get around Ruda. And he got clipped almost in the mouth. Ruda was able to steal that one. Now Braden Point was able to find it, but this falls back to the avalanche here. 12-25 left to go in this third period. 6 nothing. abs are rolling. 27-14 on the shot board. 6 nothing on the scoreboard, all one-sided. Again, as Zach has said throughout it, and I agree, this is like a varsity team against a JV team right now, and it's not very often you see Tampa get smoked like this, but again, it speaks volumes of how good Colorado is. For all intents and purposes, when we talked about the goaltending matchup, it's one of those situations where, again, if they're not really challenged on the other side between Kemper or Francois, you could throw Francois in here at this point. They're not getting challenged on the other end. What does it matter? And uh, Colorado is just dictating every sense of the play. Stamkos now to Chernak, and the play is going to be blown dead. McCarr got smoked out in front. Devin Taze is going to carry exception to that, and as he should, anything that happens with Kel McCarr immediately is going to cause everybody to take a breath and take a look. So McCarr was trying to battle out in front with Palat. He got wrestled down by Plot and cross-checked, so Plot going to the box, and Colorado, for them, they're going to enjoy They're going to go right back to the power play, and we'll see if Kel McCarr is okay here as he's taking that cross-check. He's going to get a little bit of sip of Gatorade, and the Colorado fans are just uh, giving some words here to Plot in behind the bench. John Cooper can do nothing but have the wry smile on his face. That's what they're showing on the Sportsnet side, because... He's just too busy getting beat down. And Julian Breezewa on the other side, the Tampa Bay Lightning GM, they haven't showed Joe Sackick too much, which I'm surprised in the Sportsnet thing. You think they would. Here's a chance there for Ranton, and that goes off the kick plate and back to him. But both of those guys in Tampa, just what can you say? You got beat, and you got beat handedly. Picked up now Lane Scog. Trying to give this one back to Rantanen. Faked the slap shot, did McKinnon, sets it back up for McCarr. McKinnon near that left dot, looking for a screen in front for the captain. And the puck got fluttered out, and this bounces all the way out, back to the defensive zone here for the Avalanche. They can settle things down. Minute 25 left to go on the Maroon and Cerulean power play. And this is going to be quarterbacked here for the Avalanche. Great move by Nechuskin, able to get some entry. You're going to leave it there for McCarr. Rantanen's got it now, pass across, Landeskog couldn't finish it across the blue paint, and this is still with the Avalanche now. McCarr nicely stick-checked it ahead and kept it on side as this goes back to Kale. He's trying to circle this back to Rantanen, looking for another deflection with Landeskog, the captain out in front. Vasilevsky said no, that was one of the f few good saves he's made. Again, he's been shelled 
off of several two-on-ones where Colorado hasn't looked to pass. They've looked to shoot, and they've scored. McKinnon to the screen. It's loose in front, picked up by Nathan McKinnon again. He's working his way off the backhand near the left dot. He circles. Now he's in the high slot. He leaves it there for Kale McCarr. Plays catch with McKinnon. Ranted in McCarr. Let's it go. Scores! 7 nothing. Colorado! Kale McCarr in Colorado continuing to look surgical on that power play. All abs. 30 shots on goal for the seventh of the game. And it's all one-sided here at Ball Arena. My goodness gracious, what can you say? Rantanen to McKinnon to McCarr near the left face-off dot. That is murder near the right side of the post. Vasilevsky no chance. John Cooper, Julian Brisewa, mercifully, I ask, as the announcer here, take Vasilevsky out of the pipes and let's give Brian Elliott some time. There is no reason at this point, again, throughout the entire straight two years, I bring this point, this is going to be 12 straight playoff series, whether win, lose, or draw. Vasilevsky has not had a minute off. Another shot goes wide. Give Brian Elliott some time and give Vasilevsky a breather here. I'm not going to sit and blame Vasilevsky for the way that his team has played, although he's not had the best game, that's for sure, but there is no reason for the starter to be out here anymore with 9.30 left to go in the third. As Colorado continues to keep their foot on the gas, Nachuskin still looking for the hat trick as this goes back in between Manson. And Nachuskin has it now across the red line. Nachuskin beats his man Chernak near the left dot, holding off the backhand. As this goes back down the ass, back down the ice, and Bowen Byram will play this one across the red line. Byram now gets it across there for a comfort as he lost it. Nick Paul trying to find this thing in between the help of Braden Point as we want the cup chance are sternly happening right now at Ball Arena for certain. They've been happening since the 3-0 lead in the first. Braden Point tried to snipe short side on Kemper, and that went up and on a play. 8.50 left to go in this third period. Do you want more goals? You got them. Kel McCarr with another one. And this game is already past the point of ugly. 7-0 as we get a stoppage with 8.50 left. So we are having all kinds of chance and raves. We're all doing Blake 182. All the small things right now is getting serenaded by the ball arena crowd with the no music playing on the other side and even all the CBC announcers are joining in. Everybody is loving it right now at ball arena. This is a sight. And again, Andre Vasilevsky, I said this at the six goal mark. I say it at the seven. Why is he still out there at this point here for John Cooper's squad? But again, maybe that's something I'll never know. I'll have to ask whoever my co-host will be in Game 3, whether it's going to be Zach or if Cooper Hopkins is going to be able to join here on Game 3 as far as some of those questions because I don't know what else you would do at this point other than not play this guy, give him a break. This game is over. So Hagel, as we get the We Want the Cup chance after the Blink-182, all the small things serenade. As this goes back from Patrick Maroon and all the way down the ice in the big cat 
is going to still play this one. You're going to leave it here for Chernak. So Chernak now. Vasilevsky, Chernak taking his time. He is not vacating that goal crease. And Tampa might just be in uh, defense mode at this point. They don't want to see any other Colbin going back in there behind their net. 51 hits to 41 in favor of Tampa. But that's the only thing that they've had the edge of. And who really cares at this point? As Nico Rantanen gets blitzed. Another shot gets blocked in between the three Maroon and Cerulean. And this goes back here for Stamkos. As this gets fluttered down the kick plate and back to Darcy Kemper. And again, for all intents and purposes, I hate to say this lightly, I got cerebral palsy. I think even I could do what Darcy Kemper is doing at this point because there is uh, no traffic in front of chances here. Now Taze Makar off the kick plate. Picked back in behind the cage of Vasilevsky. Centered out in front for the captain, Gabriel Landeskog. Down to 6.30. Taze to Makar. Makar is going to go back and pick this one up across the blue line. I'll put it toward the left faceoff dot. Taze. Now to Makar. Nicely beats his man toward the left dot. Goes back in behind the cage. Has to fight through a couple hits. And they almost created another chance to Makar to Landeskog. And Vasilevsky made the save. As this goes back to Devontae's. Devontae's now plays it around for Darren Helm. And now you have part of the sandpaper line there for the Avalanche. But again, the sandpaper line has also been one of the best goal-scoring lines here for the Avalanche. When you're talking about Cogliano and Helm or Nicholas Sobekubel or Sturm or anyone else you want to throw out there. When they're doing all that damage and Nathan McKinnon and Rantanen and Landeskog and all of them are not, and you're up 7 nothing. How do you not feel good about the situation? I think the clear from uh, Darcy Kemper might have hit one of the lighting players toward the mouth, the visor area, and now this goes to Byram. Total ice time here for Kel McCarr is about 22 minutes in this game right now. Corey Perry going to try to keep this one within the last five minutes here mercifully for Tampa as pretty much they've gotten dominated. There's been nothing that you want to carry over here from this game too. You flush it and you move on. And if you don't get any kind of autocorrect here from Monday to Wednesday at Amelie Arena, you could be looking at a four or five game series, no doubt about it. McDonough in behind the cage with Zach Bogosian. This gets turned over again. Here's a chance for O'Connor. He's just going to try to buy some time. <clears throat> Near the left side red line, his new hook gets worked over as well. Zach Bogosian trying to find the puck here. Corey Perry emerges with it with Zach Bogosian. He gets across the red line. He's going to take his change. 58 shot attempts to just 23 in favor of the Avs. This has been a complete blitz on one end. And just an outstanding effort here from the Avalanche. As now we're getting some pushing and shoving. In between Achuskin and between Chernak, they are letting the fist fly. Zebra's trying to corral this one away and... Again, if you're Tampa, I mean, what else can you do at this point? You are getting killed. And everybody on their phones right now, as they would be during this time, Kalorn having a few fists. Anthony Sorelli, uh, his helmet comes off as well as he's with Jack Johnson. And now Sorelli gets wrestled down to the ice. they got some other punches being thrown on the other side in between Chernak and Nachuskin. Johnson still got uh, his man down on the ice on the other side. And John Cooper... He's got that same stone face as Alex Kalorn is also holding.
But you got to wonder who that player is at the bottom of the pile for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Really doesn't have any room to breathe. As we got the stoppage here for some of the fisticuffs, and maybe we'll see what the penalties are going to hand out. 4.22 left to go all over but the crying, and I've said that throughout many times in this broadcast, but it's the truth. 4.22 left to go in the third. And Eric Chernak immediately is going into the player's bench. Anthony Sorelli might be as well. We're going to try to get all of this sorted out right now as we get a stoppage. And I will keep you updated when we come back. So we're back in the official action. Between everything that was going on between those fights, it's a power play here for Tampa. They're 0 for 2 in this game with 5 shots on and Kemper made the save. It's not about, as I've said, it's just getting back in the official action, all the things that Tampa didn't do. It's about everything that Colorado's doing right now and absolutely dominating the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it's not about from the beginning of it, like I talked about in the preview show, is it going to be Kemper, Francois, and can they be good enough? Well, if Colorado's this good on offense and defense and they limit the amount of chances that these goalies can face, it doesn't matter who you put in the net. They're playing fantastic. And Colorado deserves everything they can get. Now all that's left within the last four minutes is to see if Kemper can get this shutout to be able to break the doors off this place even more. So two shots there again for Tampa on their power play. That's the only time they've really got shots against Kemper as they have eight shots on the power play of the 16 alone that they have in the game on goal. As this has been a complete domination. Pantera, if you will. This goes back to Jan Ruda. And cleared down the ice. 3.30 left to go in the contest. It's 7-0 Avalanche. Braden Point tries to get this here from Corey Perry. Down a 3.20 left to go in the contest. Nikita Kucherov now. Admin gets this across. Kucherov will hold. He tried to flutter this one around inconceivably across the blue paint, but it fell back to Hedman in the high slot point. Hedman now. Still holding and taking his time. Tampa just trying to find something off the screen in front of Kemper. Got hit by Perry, and it was cleared down the ice. So, Corey Perry has been on the wrong end of the Stanley Cup winners over the last three years in between Dallas and the Montreal Canadiens. Time before, they might be out the wrong end again as Colorado is going to be taking a 2 nothing series lead. And we will ship to venues here for 815 Puck Drop Eastern at Amelie Arena in Game 3. This goes back to Hagel. And now Ross Colton near the right dot. He's going to flutter this ad for Sergachev through the screen. And this goes just wide. Centered out in front toward the left side red line. Picked up now by Colton. And he sort of sustained pressure for Tampa. Stand on the power play but nothing else. Sergachev again through the screen. And this gets cleared out here by Colorado. We got two minutes left to go in this contest. And it has been all abs. And all that is left right now is for Darcy Kemper to get the shutout. Anything that I talked about from the beginning with Andre Vasilevsky getting some time off, John Cooper said no. Even with 7 nothing score line, Vasilevsky's continued to play all of the minutes. And again... That just shows business as usual as you get more lit now. So you went from Blake 182 to lit, and everyone else is just singing the song that they usually get there. Without the music on there, it's been a lively atmosphere at Ball Arena. 
And Corey Perry again is in the middle of everything here with Bo and Byram as it gets cleared down the ice. Everything has gone right for Colorado. They've scored 11 goals in this series to Tampa's 3. And again, I have to make this point as we're going to be closing up this broadcast very soon. It's not about what Tampa hasn't done right. It's about everything that Colorado is doing against Tampa Bay and looking like the better team. And between this attempt of the back-to-back-to-back in the 12 straight series, make the point of this is the juggernaut that Tampa maybe has not faced before. No disrespect to the last two uh, finalists in between Dallas and things like that and the Montreal Canadiens, but they are not the Colorado Avalanche. And they deserve every single piece of praise that they've got. Again, I will be back on the official call, 815 Eastern Anomaly Arena on Monday, with or without Cooper Hopkins, or maybe even Zach Doyne might join me as well. So... I should have a co-host for Game 3, but I will have complete game coverage here for you at hopelesssportsguide.wordpress.com following this complete massacre in one-sided effort. So Darcy Camper has a minute left to play in this contest as he's looking for a shutout. Again, a 17-save shutout would sound pretty good after he had to just stop 20 shots in Game 1. As we've said, not enough uh, traffic in front of Kemper to be able to really challenge him. You could have put a construction barrel on front. For all intents and purposes, though, Darcy Kemper has been good, and that's all you can say. There's nothing you can say bad about Colorado in that sense of it. They earned this praise. McDonough down the ice. Cogliano getting worked over as the fourth line's out there right now with O'Connor. Cogliano just getting back up now. Everybody's standing. All the announcers are not talking here, despite my gibberish. They're going to let all the crowd noise take it away. With 15 seconds left to go in the third period, the Avalanche will be skating to a 7-0 victory in Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Again, we will see if anything changes on Monday, but the lighting have led you to believe that that is not going to be the case. This is a totally different team. As the buzzer sounds... The Avalanche win 7-0. I will catch up with you on Monday night. We'll get the game story and everything else up shortly. Have a good one, everybody. We will talk to you soon. Peace.